Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role that joy plays in our own journey. Welcome to episode 73. I'm Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. This week's episode is a solo cast about the foundations of joy. Each month in 2017, I'm looking at a new angle on joy, and this month's focus is foundations. Before we get to that, welcome and thank you so much for listening. This year has been amazing and exciting, and I thank each of you for being on this journey with me and for your curiosity and exploration of joy in your life. It is a dedication and an amazing journey, and I'm so glad to have you here. If you want to follow along and look up the show notes for this episode, it's over at the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com episode 73. If you want to subscribe and you like what you hear, Jumpstart Your Joy is on all the, the major podcasting spots. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, just to name a few. If you just search for Jumpstart Your Joy, you will find your way there. And um, hit subscribe. You'll get the episodes downloaded to your mobile device overnight, <laughs> every Tuesday, right? They'll be ready and waiting for you. Um, and if you're there, please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. Thank you. If you are curious about starting your own show because you love podcasts so much, I also offer a free podcasting fundamentals class, which will give you a good idea of the basics of creating your own show. It's a five-week email course or a five-series email course that walks you through just some of the basics. You'll get a cheat sheet on some of my recommendations for software, hardware, the stuff to consider, um, and then go through a little checklist of what you need to do. And it should answer some of your basic questions for sure. (laughs) This last Friday, my computer died. I'm so sad, you guys. So I had been dealing in a bit of a scramble to deal with that. Um, The old thing was about six years old, and I feared that it probably was some sort of an issue that probably wasn't repairable. I don't know how you just kind of sometimes know these things, but that was my sense, partly because it shut off just as I was using it, like, you know, in the middle of doing something, and it just went to a black screen, Um, and that was Friday night, so... (laughs) This episode feels like a scramble. Um, I looked for someone to help on Yelp, and I want to give a big shout out to um, Ben of the very wonderfully named It's Been Repaired. He is a great tech uh, and computer um, guru, I will say, and he retrieved my files. They're all right here, and that includes everything and I do mean everything for this show. So he did that Saturday morning. And then by Sunday, I had a new computer. And now I can access all my files. And I just was such a relief. So if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, this is totally not even an ad. Just a, a big thank you and a shout out to someone who really saved my butt. 
Um, and I'm grateful for it. So it's his name is it's been repaired B I H N, and I highly recommend him. I will link up in the show notes if you are looking for someone to work on your computer. And best of luck to you, Gabin. Thank you so much. So this week we're talking about the foundations of joy. And before we even start with that, I want to also wish you a very happy Valentine's Day. As I was writing out the notes for this episode, I realized there's kind of a beautiful tie-through with this foundations of joy and how I found my way to what I now realize was the foundation of creating and finding joy in my own life. Uh, so many moons ago, when I was working in advertising, I that is when I began the dis- this journey of self-discovery and growth. I'd hit that burnt-out stage in my career. I was doing creative work or involved with creative work that I really loved. Um, as a project manager, I was in you know involved with a lot of really creative work and web production and photo shoots and video shoots and just a lot of really fun things. And I loved that, but I didn't love the long hours and I didn't love the commute. And I didn't really love the lack of integrity I felt about marketing products that I didn't have a personal investment in. I did love the excitement of the work, but I didn't love who I had become. At home, my life was feeling really empty Um, I just made a really big leap and gotten divorced. So that was 12 years ago. Uh, This is not recent news. (laughs) And the process of all of that was as if I was giving myself a really big time out, Um, kind of time out to think and to be myself and to figure out what was going on inside and to figure out, as Lewis Carroll would say in the Alice book, so um, Alice in Wonderland books, he makes reference to something that he calls muchiness. And I was, I now see that that's what I was looking for is what that thing was, that passion inside me, the thing that each of us is put on this earth to do to refine or refined that muchiness inside of me. And where I landed during that time was that I had lost this connection to myself. And in, in that process of, of exploration and trying to dig in and figure out what was going on, Um, there was this really tender return to me and me, the internal me. The return had started really simply, and it was a belief that kept on coming on stronger and stronger. I think that this initially came from some of the work of Wayne Dyer. I know at the time I was reading The Power of Intention, which is a really good book. I will link up to it in the show notes. Uh, And I I really enjoyed Wayne Dyer's writing at the time. I still do. And one of the things he talks about is that there's really two choices in life. Um, To follow and make decisions coming from a place of love or to follow and make decisions coming from a place of fear. His reasoning behind that is that love and fear are actually, I guess, opposite emotions, not love and hate, but that hate would be something that comes out of being afraid or comes from a place of fear. I now recognize as I look back on this is that choosing love in many ways for me was also a way of choosing joy. It was this decision to wake up to myself and look for the place that love or joy, as I would now say, what what that holds. And using or following love and joy as 
as a guidepost um, for everything that I wanted to do. And so this is where I mindfully decided to make a habit of pausing before I was about to make a decision. Instead of answering or acting right away, I'd ask myself, is, is this answer, whatever I'm about to make a decision about, is this answer coming from a place of love or am I, gonna, am I going to make this decision from a place of fear? If love was the answer, then, I mean, as long as everything else checked out, <laughs> then I would do this thing, you know. Um, but if fear came up, that meant that it was time to get curious and I would usually result in a no. Um, and I know I've said in explaining this kind of as a, a lens before that fear doesn't just mean like, oh, I'm afraid to go on this roller coaster. Like that might be a reason to say no to something because you're afraid of it in that kind of what animalistic, natural way. That would be one register of fear. Um, so that's one way. But if it was the fear of someone might not like me or I might get ignored or laughed at or unfriended like on social media or if someone was going to think poorly of me or I was afraid that someone might think poorly of me because I did this thing. Well, those were not good reasons to say yes. I mean, that's not a good motivator to do something. Any of those reasons, not good motivators. Those, those would be indications that I was coming from a place of fear. If the fear of failing, making a fool of myself, or saying no to those things, then then I then that wasn't a reason to say no to something, right? That saying yes to it would probably be coming from a place of fear. So I would get rid of all of those. <laughs> um, and really looking for those places where my my heart and soul and mind would say, yes, I really want to do this thing. And yes, this is coming from a place of love. And now I see this as an early way of setting foundations for joy in my life. As I actively sought out and said yes to the things that were coming from a place of love, I was also choosing joy. I was choosing joy and I'm in, and inviting it further and further into my life. And this is what creating a foundation of joy is all about. It's recognizing that you make a choice to seek out joy and you make a choice to include joy in your life. So you're making, you're recognizing that you have a choice and you are actively choosing joy in your life. And why is it important? <laughs> because setting up a foundation of joy is setting up a new kind of basis by which you can live your life. When you're choosing joy as a foundation, it helps build a solid base for your whole world and your whole reality. In my own case, it started helping me see things in a new light. Because unlike the standard lens of judging things on being a success or a failure, very simple, you know, very simple way of thinking about it, black and white, you know, is this right or wrong, success or failure, um, joy fits in your life no matter what the outcome is. And that's what's really beautiful about this. So you could succeed in all of your goals in life. And you could feel joy in the same moment. You could also fall short of a goal and be able to see joy in your life, despite the fact that you did, didn't meet the goal or that you didn't achieve the outward facing goal in your life. So the idea here is that joy is a lens that you can use all the time. And throughout your life, you can look for joy no matter what else is going on. And it leaves you free from judging things simply as a as a success or a failure.
because joy is not really tied to either of those outcomes. You can have joy and have either outcome, which is kind of a crazy idea and maybe a little bit different if that's the first time you've really looked at things in that way. But it's a different way to, to kind of live your life. I've found that choosing joy also means that you can be more focused on the present moment, on feeling however it is you want to feel right now and less on the outcome of whatever you're doing. So if you're thinking about doing your daily work, if you're at a nine to five job and you want to feel joyful while you do it, well, you can hold a space for joy in your life and finish the work. And that probably makes, I mean, I'm just guessing what would make your entire outlook on things you know, maybe more palatable during the day. This uh, this idea really kind of changed how I saw things when I understood that I could be going after how I want to feel instead of a goal in and of itself. And I will have to um, have to attribute that to Danielle Laporte because she's done a lot of interesting work in this area with the desire map, which I'll also link to in the show notes. Her work focuses on how you can define what you want or sorry, what you want to feel first, and then you'd build your other goals around that. So once you've defined the feeling you want to have, you can use that thing, if you want to feel joy or love, or you could really pick any emotion, then you can use that thing as a guidepost in setting other intentional goals for your life. Um, so based on her work, I have come to call joy a wayfinding emotion, um, because Joy can be the thing you're focused on. It can be your foundation. And then from there, you can create a life around that, which will support having joy in your life. So the first step would be choose the emotion you want to follow. And then you can create the other pieces of your life around that. So if I know I want to, um, if I want to have joy in my life, then what does that look like? What does that mean? Um, you know, I want to have space for my family. I want to have a job that doesn't take every ounce of energy out of me during the day so that I can have time with my family. I want to have a job that lets me feel like I'm in integrity with the other things that I value. Those would all be supporting of joy. And then I can make decisions around what I want to work and want to do for work and what I want to do as far as a commute. And like all those things start to fall in once I understand how it is that I want to feel. And so, and that, and so that ties back to how do I want to feel and and you could boil that down to the really simple question of, do I want to come at things from a place of love or from a place of fear? It's all very strongly connected together. The other thing that I've noticed in making joy truly a foundation in my life is that joy builds on joy. So one of the amazing things about putting on the lens of love or joy versus fear is that when you start saying yes to joy, it starts leading you down this path. So even when you don't have it all figured out, but you know you want to follow joy or you want to follow love or you name the emotion, <laughs> we'll talk about joy here, um, but then that starts to inform the other decisions that you make. Saying yes to one thing, thing that brings you joy, like starting a podcast in my case, leads to another thing that is joyful, having a lot of interesting conversations like the one that I had with Jennifer Lee, and I'll link to that episode as well. She's a business coach. Um, then opened me up to new ideas about how I could view this passion of having a podcast and a coaching practice and how to approach it. So Jennifer Lee's, the advice that I took from Jennifer Lee in that specific episode was, it's just fine if you need to honor your business and have, you know, 
a freelance gig on the side to help support the work that you do day to day, that's a loving and beautiful way to support yourself, support your clients, support your passion. Uh, and there's no distraction. Like it doesn't take away. It's not a detractor. It actually just adds to and makes it makes other things more possible. And so that joy builds on other joy. And you start to see things in new ways when you start to make the steps towards that emotion that you want to feel. So how can you create the foundation of joy in your life? Um, a few ideas here. Make a commitment to choose joy. I know that might sound super simplistic, but it's down. It's it's up to you. And until you prioritize how you want to feel, it's very hard for that thing to come to pass on its own. Um, if you're mindfully joy. If you're mindfully choosing joy every day, even minute to minute, you'll start seeing joy show up more often and with greater regularity in your own life. The other steps that I might suggest is getting really curious about what your motivations are when you start to choose something. You know, if you're making a choice and you want to stay in integrity with making joy a foundation in your life, then really ask yourself, am I making this choice because I want to follow joy or am I making this choice because I want to follow fear? Or what's motivating it? Um, you could meditate on the root of choice and the, found, the foundational choices that you're making in your life. So that is looking at, you know, is this thing coming out of a place of joy? What does following joy look like in my life? You could ask yourself those questions to further set up that foundation of joy and what it would look like. Leave yourself time to do the work and with every decision you make, check in with yourself about is this is this going to further my joy? Is this going to further how I interact with people and make the connections that I want? You know, really leave yourself the space as you start to make decisions to check back with what it is that you said you wanted and and align that with what your intentions are and what you've set out to do. Always be kind with yourself if you slip along the way and you're not following your foundational piece of joy. If something happens and it comes up and you make a decision that isn't aligned. Just observe it and let it go. Um, doesn't doesn't have to pull down your day. It doesn't have to stop you. Um, a small setback does not, you know, in effect, ruin an entire foundation of joy. You can still go back to it. It's still a well from which you can draw you're not diminishing that just because there was maybe one misstep that didn't feel quite right and that didn't lead you to further joy. And then the other one that I would say that I think is really interesting and that keeps coming up as I've been talking about this idea of the foundations of joy is recognizing the joy or sweetness is another word for it that's already in your life. This theme feels like it's really been coming up as a through line for the foundations episodes that the joy you seek um, if that's what you're looking for, or you feel like you you need to find it, it may already be a part and even a large part of your life. And all it really takes is noticing it and acknowledging it and seeing it there. Last week's episode um, was with Brianna and Dr. Peter Borden, and we talked about how you can use sweetness, structure, and space to create more balance in your life. Um and these same principles can be used to create room for joy in your life. Um, the Bortons are the authors of the book, The Well Life, which is a really lovely book and a good introduction to a lot of foundational principles. And so on page 17, they talk about sweetness. 
which has such a strong tie in with joy. So here I'm quoting, uh, playing, being in nature, singing, stretching, exploring, cooking, eating, loving, connecting, creating, and enjoying all come under the general heading of sweetness. Sweetness not only makes life more satisfying, it also makes you stronger and better and more authentically you. We tell people don't postpone the sweetness. It's not because we think you shouldn't have to wait until retirement to enjoy life, though you should enjoy it then too, of course. Don't postpone the sweetness because you feed your life and soul with it. You become more effective at bringing your potential into the world and shaping this life however you choose. So I really love what they're saying because some of it is this nudge at recognizing that the sweetness has been there or is there all along, the dancing and the singing and the, the enjoying and building it into your life as you go so that you don't look back and say, oh, wh where was this sweetness in my life? But building it in and the idea that it helps you grow as you as you go. Also, in the pre-show chatter, when I was recording what will be next week's episode, episode 74 with Helen McLaughlin, she's a curiosity coach, I mentioned the joy that I've found in recognizing the foundational nature of relationships in my life. Helen and I briefly mentioned um, relationships and, and marriage, and, um, and I mentioned that I really valued and saw the joy and the sweetness in the relationship that I have with my husband because we can rely on each other so seamlessly. And while that might seem like a really simplistic thing, there's a deep joy in knowing that I have this other person that I connect with and that I can share with and that, you know, we both got each other's back. And that was an interesting thing. I think it came out of this idea of sweetness that I'd read about in The Well Life but I could see how it played through in my own life. Um, I don't think that this kind of joyful foundation in a relationship is limited in any way to marriage or intimate relationships. Um, I also see it in my relationships with friends and family. Um, but the really key part here is that I found myself reflecting on this joy that's already there and all that I needed to do was slow down and see it and appreciate it to really notice that this foundational joy was already a part of my life. And it's the joy, a few examples, it's the joy of the coziness of knowing that I could sit and watch Golden Girls with some of my college room, sorry, my college roommates and just feel at home and like soak in that feeling of home and, and, uh, and cozy and like just that, there's that sense of continuity of time and space with people. It's the joy in knowing that my husband and I do a good job with coordinating pickup and drop off of our son. You know, there's, there's nothing monumental about that task, except that we're, we just kind of know the schedule and we, we know each other and we'll text if something comes up, but like, we know we've, we've got that down. Um, it's the joy of sitting next to my sister this last weekend at um, a Charlotte Diamond show. She's <laughs> she's um, the artist or the, the singer that wrote a couple of children's songs, including I Am a Pizza and Octopus, which are great hits, which I can link up to in the show notes if you have not heard them. I bet you have. But we went to the show and we were sitting next to each other just watching our four kids, mine, 
my one and her three kids delight in this live music that they've like kind of grown up listening to and watching them dance to it. Like there was just a deep joy and sweetness in seeing these things. And so it'd be easy to take any of these small things for granted or to miss these in like just tiny independent moments. If I was worried about sending an an email out to a client or at work or if I was thinking about how I should be cleaning the kitchen or making plans to hem my pants, you know, like your mind can get so busy and, and dragged down with those little details. But if you can just sit in the moment that you have and recognize the joy and the sweetness that is there, all you have to do is look for it. And I'm, and I, I am sure it's there for you as well, because I know I can find it and it can be in those really tiny and contented moments that I find joy just sitting there waiting to be discovered. So it often takes just sinking into the moment, looking around, being really present and accepting that there is a lot of goodness right here and right now. So I invite you guys, as you're listening right now, to maybe take today, take this moment, take a snapshot of where you are and what you're doing as you're listening and think about what is there what is the one or two or three really good things what's the foundational piece that you can recognize right now in your life that is so good and that that can just maybe either be connected to other pieces of joy or could just be standing right there in this moment as a single moment of joy that you could reflect on and maybe write that down maybe maybe make that part of a daily practice that you just notice and be present and soak in the joy and set up set yourself up to then notice more joy as the day goes on so i want to thank you guys so much for joining me this week to get all those links you know wayne dyer and danielle laporte and <laughs> charlotte diamond you can head on over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com episode 73 and i will share your share those links and maybe a couple other foundational books there um, along with some of the notes for this show. If you're really moved by kind of digging around and finding that foundational nature of joy in your life, I have a couple of other opportunities for you. One is the free e-course that's on my website. It's Joy Plus You Unleashed and there is a place to sign up for that on the homepage at jumpstartyourjoy.com. It's a free email course and it'll walk you through looking at what are those joyful pieces of your life. What can you do to bring more joy into your life and how can you get reacquainted with the joy that you probably knew so easily as a kid but you want to bring more of that now into your life. So sign up for that over there and I do have a couple of openings for coaching clients. If you're just ready to take the plunge, (laughs) you can find me on the coaching page over on the website as well. And I would love to talk to you about that next week on the podcast in episode 74. I already hinted that my friend Helen McLaughlin will be joining me. Um, She's a curiosity coach and she and I will be talking about finding the foundation in your business in relationships and how her love of stories has played a role in her life. I hope you'll come on back next Tuesday to join us for that discussion. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.